Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. I'm at the nail salon. What? I'm at the grocery store. What? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, he's called Mal Evans, who's our roadie, and uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we're going to have a little fun today. I'm not sure if you guys know, but I went to the University of Tennessee. So I'm going to talk to one of my buddies, Clay Travis. You know him. He's the founder of Outkick. He's a Fox News contributor, a co-host of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton radio show. He's out with a new book, too, called American Playbook, which we're going to get into. But he's a huge Tennessee fan. So we're going to talk a little sports today, talk about college football coming up uh you know will sports ever get less woke right i mean i think we're all tired of you know tuning in to nfl games or or whatever it is and and getting politics you know shoved down our throats right are are we ever going to be able to engage as a country again in these sort of activities right he's also recently challenged keith olbermann to a debate about men playing in women's sports we'll get into that as well also get into a little bit of politics what does he think about the direction of the country he's called for maximum age limits so we're going to get into a whole bunch of things with my friend clay travis clay travis uh nice to have you on again i know you've been on the road so you've got to be pretty exhausted right now i am excited to be home for labor day weekend um I've been on the road for like the last month. I think I saw you as part of that um, in New York City. I know that you've been traveling a lot as well. We were in the Fox News studios, I think, um, on a uh, rainy night. You were getting your hair done spectacularly well, and I was trying to look uh, not totally just uh, like uh, like bedraggled because I've been uh, I got caught in the rain. So if you remember, I was soaked. Um, They were using the uh, hair uh, dryer to try to dry my jacket. (laughs) Um, So that is the behind the scenes of television joy. The joy, yeah, the joy. I always like, I've not gotten married yet, but I, I always joke around that TV is like, you know, all my friends' weddings where there's all this chaos going behind the scenes, but all anyone remembers is this beautiful wedding or this great show. You know, it's like all this stuff going on. You know, so you're also going to be going to the University of Tennessee game uh, this weekend. So we are both Tennessee fans. First of all, how stoked are you about college football starting up again? And then also, how are we looking this season? I love college football more than. Anything that is not blood related to me probably is the way to uh, to describe how much I love college football. So I am ecstatic that it is back. Um, I will be watching Tennessee and Virginia, uh, a game here in my hometown of Nashville. I started going to games when I was five years old. You are an alum of Tennessee. 
Um, I was going to Tennessee games for like 10 or 12 years before you were born. Um, and I think Tennessee is going to be uh, really, really good. Um, you know, nine or 10 win season is my expectations uh, coming off an 11 win season. Uh, I, what year, what year did you graduate? Uh, well, Oh seven, but I did like a victory lap, like an extra half. <laughs> so Oh seven, the last year that you would have been there was the last time that Tennessee went to the sec championship game. They played LSU. Yep. If I remember correctly. In I went to 07. it. I had great seats. Yeah. I went to yeah, it. I was there at that game as well. Um, and so, uh, that was kind of from there, things kind of have gone downhill. So I think we're returning to the years of glory, like when you were uh, at University of Tennessee. So, um, so that is that is how things are uh, going. I think um, things are going much better there, and uh, it's going to be a fun season. I, I I love college. I mean, I will legitimately put on the television at uh, 11 a.m. Central Time, my hometown of Nashville, when the first games kick off, and I will watch till 1 or 2 a.m. every Saturday. I watch college football all day long. So I actually almost got beat up at that game because um, I was, like, running my mouth, and LSU fans are, like, crazy. And so she actually almost tried to beat me up. So I was like, okay, just kidding. I take it all back. Uh, Did you see that? That would have been a heck of a catch. Yeah, I was Did like, no, the thing's like, I, don't, I wasn't, wasn't willing to go this far. I was just, you know, she was talking crap, so I did too, and, you know. Did you see the Morgan Wallen girl fight video that has gone viral that's all over the internet right now? No, I didn't see it. Oh, it, uh, well, first of all, they're by the porta potties. So uh, all great fights legitimately spill into the porta potty, which is a disgusting place to end up anyway. <laughs> so gross. But there's like four or five different girls. Um, I'm not sure which city the Morgan Wallen fight uh, concert happened, but it was inside of the porta potty. And I must have watched this thing like five different times. Like I just could not get enough of the uh, of the chaos. So uh, luckily that's not you. And uh, it would have been way hard to get video of the fights back in 07 because everybody didn't have super useful uh, iPhones that had, uh, you know, perfect cameras and video taking capabilities on them back in the day. No, I didn't want to get into a fight. I just was, you know, you, you, when you're younger, you think you can like, you know what I mean? It's like you're, you don't really think things through. Well, also, it's an <laughs> SEC football game. So I would imagine there was a lot of alcohol involved. In, you know, like, there might have been. There might have been clay. Yeah. You know, so are, do you think we're going to be good this season, good enough to buy SEC tickets halfway through and then not be able to offload them? Oh, I forgot what you did last year. Yeah, for people who don't know, uh, Lisa went and bought SEC championship tickets, good ones, um, for the uh, for the game. Thinking when tennis, right after the Alabama game, right? Is that what you? Yeah, bought? yeah, I got it. So excited, and I just pulled the trigger like an idiot. Yeah, Tennessee was eight zero going down uh, to Georgia. I think if I remember correctly, and Lisa was bragging about how good a seat she had for the SEC championship game, and then the wheels came off because it ended up Georgia against LSU. And the demand was nowhere near what it would have been, for instance, if Tennessee had been there for the first time in 15 or 16 years. Both those teams have been a lot. Georgia fans obviously spoiled right now. Um, and so, but the, the end result is that, that you and I were able to give it to, was it an LSU fan, I think? Yes, but you were you were kind enough to buy them for me and then give them away to a, a veteran. He took his son, which actually ended up being a really beautiful thing because they had the best time and they were sending us photos throughout the game. And it was really cool to just see them enjoy it. You're going to kill my reputation by uh, by sharing too many positive stories there. But yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. It was cool. And they, they really appreciated it. And that was so nice of you. So I, I probably will make that mistake again. <laughs> But well, I guess it wasn't, you know, it didn't end up being a mistake because it actually ended up being something really beautiful. But as we get into sports season or football season, rather, because I guess it's kind of always sports season. There's always something going on. 
But you, will, will sports ever get less woke? I think it's starting to already, um, honestly. And uh, I, I spent a lot of time about this. And this is why people say, like, how did you end up? You know, I love sports. I just told you guys. I mean, I'll spend 13, 14 hours watching college football on Saturday. And I love, you know, all sports pretty much. Um, but I saw it happen. Um, you know, went from sports bringing everybody together. Like I've always said, whether you know, if you think about, for instance, a hospital and you're in the break room or the cafeteria in a hospital, there's not a lot of things that a neurosurgeon and a janitor could sit at the same table and be considered completely on even ground with each other. Right. The neurosurgeon has been in school forever, makes far more money. They have a lot of things that are different between them. But a neurosurgeon and a janitor could have a completely even and fair discussion about a football team or a game. And they would each look at each other as being uh, equally worthy of having an opinion on that issue. And it would bring them together, even though they're in different tax brackets and even though their educational levels might be entirely different, even though their life experiences might be entirely different. Sports brings people together and it cuts across identity politics lines, because I always like to say, Lisa, if you win a game and you're in the crowd, notwithstanding your brawl with the LSU girl back in the day, if you're on the same team, you will turn and high five everybody around you. And it won't matter your tribe. If your team is winning, you won't think about their politics. You won't think about their uh, their race, their income. You're all brought together in fandom and unity. And I think it's important to have these common human experiences that bring us together as opposed to always tearing us apart. And so I have seen sports basically be riven uh, uh, and, and torn asunder by identity politics. And you could see it happen where all of a sudden, instead of arguing whether uh, someone was better or not, which is a totally human sports argument. It's like, oh, this guy's getting treated unfairly because of his race or this guy is a hero because he's pretending to be a chick and winning women's sports. And it's just politics by another name. And, and I think it really, Lisa, went crazy about 2015 or 2016 is where I suddenly saw it go from, hey, let's talk about uh, who's going to win a game to, man, America's awful look at how unfairly we treat our athletes. And I think it's slowly coming back to sanity, but it's been like seven or eight years of madness. Which is hilarious because they're treated like kings. So it's kind of like, you know, oh yeah. Like, but so, so speaking of the, you know, men playing and women's sports, you have a challenged Keith Olbermann to a debate, which I actually think would bring people together because I would have to imagine there's more people who dislike him than like him. Uh, since he's crazy. <laughs> have you, has he responded? What do you think the, the probability of this would be? How do you think you would approach the debate? Yeah. So this is what's funny about it, uh, Lisa, to me, when I grew up, I used to start my morning, I would sit down in front of the television and I would eat my cereal as I was getting ready to go to like middle school or high school. And I would watch ESPN sports center with Keith Olbermann and Dan Patrick as the two hosts. Um, and if you had told me when I was 14, 13, 15, whatever, hey, Clay, one day Keith Olbermann is going to know your name, I would have been like, no, you, this is unbelievable, right? I would have been like, this is the coolest. Like, I would have been walking on air just thinking, I can't believe that this guy that I watch every morning as I get ready for school and is so fun and engaging and makes sports even more fun than it otherwise would be, he's going to know my name. 
and unfortunately he knows my name and he's gone crazy. And, uh, and, and now I would say I have amazingly a better career than he did and does because I'm just not crazy. Um, and what he argued for, for people who don't know is Riley Gaines, who is a former university of Kentucky swimmer that had to swim against Leah Thomas, AKA, uh, Will Thomas, who is a man who decided to identify as a woman and became a women's champion. He's definitely a dude. Definitely a dude. He has a penis still. Um, you know, the funniest line, and you may have to edit this out, but I've seen the memes where it's like, yeah, I just won this women's championship. And if you don't like it, you can suck my dick. Um, that to me is one of the one of the funniest memes that I have seen. You can leave it in or you can take it out. But it's it's he won a championship in the 500 meter. And uh, Riley Gaines was swimming against him uh, in one of the races and they tied. And she was otherwise going to go to veterinary. Uh, sorry, to dental school. Uh, she's a smart UK grad has won a bunch of SEC championships, very talented women swimmer. And this directly impacted her. And she spoke out about it and said, this is not right. And then, and I'm paraphrasing Keith Olbermann, she's been talking about it for the last year or so. Keith Olbermann came out and said, get over it. You just suck. That's why you lost. And it's like, no, she beats almost every woman. She lost to a six foot four dude who decided that he was a woman and this is what everything that's wrong with what I think is the political nature of sports. And I would have never believed that we would be in a situation where people would be arguing, yeah, if a guy wants to pretend to be a girl, he should be able to be a women's champion. And that's where we are. And that's what I challenged Keith Olbermann on. I said, hey, let's just debate this. You name that any time, any place, anywhere. I will show up. You make the argument that this should happen. I'll make the argument against it. And let's have that conversation. Let's have that debate. I think she actually tied uh, him. But that's right. Yeah, I love I love when like South Park makes fun of it because they just have this like beat like they'll like do. I think they're I, I'm trying I'm thinking of like one of the episodes and they're I think doing an interview and someone's like, yeah, I think we should just be accepting. And then they show the guy and it's just this like beast of a dude that's roided out. <laughs> it's the macho man, Randy Savage that they use, Lisa. It's the macho man, Randy Savage voice who pretends and decides for the old school wrestling fans out there that he is now a woman. And they just ridicule uh, the idea that you could be a dude, decide to be a woman and become a women's champion. And that is what now is occurring, which is absolutely insane. Well, the only thing I know about wrestling is when my older brother would watch it and then try to practice the moves on me. So he would like <laughs> jump off the couch and try to like clothesline me and all the different things. So, yeah, so that that's my familiar. Well, you survived that. There are a lot of <laughs> sisters that have gone through that. I've got three boys and they do the wrestling moves on each other. I like I told my wife because um, like recently they were all the boys wanted to do was just go get snacks and watch sporting events and like. Our upstairs was just a total disaster. Um, and my wife was like, this is unbelievable. I was like, this is what living in a frat house is like. Like, you've grown up. You now have three boys and you obviously are married to me. And they're becoming teenagers and they're filthy and they're dirty and they fight with each other and they watch sports and uh, and they stink. And this is the house that you live in now. Poor wife. She's just like... <laughs> Hopefully, she basically, I'm not kidding. She lives in a frat house, effectively, with three boys and me. Well, hopefully she can get some time to herself and, uh, you know... We're going to take a quick commercial break. More with Clay Travis. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them. Sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from 4Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? 
because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts how could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I saw you talking on Twitter about the need for maximum age limit for presidents. Uh, that would eliminate a lot of people. <laughs> you said after the age of 65, who would be left in Congress or running for president? So my analogy on this is, what would you think you travel a lot if you walked onto an airplane and someone who looked like Joe Biden was the pilot? I would get off. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would I would do the, uh, the plane lady. I would be like, this guy is not real. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? The crazy plane lady? I think a ton of people would. Um, and that plane lady would be totally within the rights because they won't allow you to fly a major commercial airliner if you are over the age of 65 because they don't think you have the mental and physical faculties to be able to be responsible for that many people's lives as every airline pilot is every time they take off and until they land. Joe Biden, we have a 35-year, you have to be at least 35, as most people know, to be president of the United States. I wish 
that we had an upper age limit as opposed to a lower age limit, because I'd be far more comfortable with a 30 year old president, even though that might be a little bit scary to some people, because 30 year olds and 25 year olds can make bad decisions. I trust their mental faculty, Lisa, far more than I do someone of Joe Biden's age or someone of Mitch McConnell's age or someone uh, uh, like certainly Dianne Feinstein, who's just a total mess. Uh, It's just sad that we're here. When you look at how bad Joe Biden is at being, I mean, it's intentional. Like you can't be that bad. You can't do this much wrong without it being intentional, right? So my analogy on this would be a sports analogy. Whatever. And so like, imagine if you spent your whole life trying to make it to the Super Bowl. And then you finally made it to the Super Bowl and you were the starting quarterback and you were 65 years old. You would be a disaster on the field. However good you might have been at your peak at 35 or 25 or whatever age you were the best at what you do, you would now be a disaster. And I feel like Joe Biden is a good example of that. I don't think he would have ever been a great president or even a very good one or even an okay one. But I think he would have been infinitely better than he is now. And and I feel like if he had done it at 55 or 60, as bad as he is now, just go back and listen to him talk, even when he started his campaign or certainly when he was vice president. He doesn't have the ability to communicate now like he did when he started his term, but certainly not when he was VP for Obama. And I just think it's profoundly sad that uh, that we're in this place as a country where there's not a like I outkick. um there's not a single job that Joe Biden could do at OutKick. And we have like, I don't know, 60 employees. If I owned a gas station, Joe Biden couldn't do any job at a gas station. Other than Walmart greeter, I'm not sure that Joe Biden hardly could do any job in America now. And he's got the most important job in America. And I just find that profoundly sad. I, I really do. But he might even get fired from being a Walmart greeter because I, I'm pretty I, I don't sure. Think that's crazy. Well, I, I think you're right. But Clay, I'm pretty sure that sniffing hair would be frowned upon. And probably, you know, hugging little girls for too long would also be frowned upon probably inside of Walmart. Uh, but yes, look, he can't do. If I told you, hey, I've got a gas station and you're like, OK, I love it. I'll sell it to you. And you were like, okay, it's a good deal. And then I was like, but there's only one catch. Joe Biden has to manage it for an entire year and he can't get help from anyone else. Like the gas station, I firmly believe would go bankrupt. And I, I think that's basically what he's doing to the country. And, um, and it's just, it's, it's such a disaster that we find ourselves in this position. Quick commercial break. Stay with us. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. 
Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But I also think sometimes the age is an excuse in the sense of, you know, for instance, he had said that he got recently said that he got Strom Thurmond to uh, vote for the Civil Rights Act of I think it was 1965. But he's just a liar. Like, I mean, you, he, he's been lying about being the civil rights rights icon, you know, dating back for forever. Right. This isn't an age thing. Like, he's just a bad human. He doesn't have character. It's a character thing not an age thing. And my favorite lie that he's told, or at least one of them, is when he said he got arrested trying to visit Nelson Mandela in South Africa back in the 1970s. And it turns out that he just got separated from his black colleagues at the airport. (laughs) That was the lie. Yeah. I mean, when you go to Maui and you see all of this awful devastation and your attempt to connect with people is to say 19 years ago, my house kitchen got on fire and my 1967 Corvette got threatened. So I can kind of understand the dangers and ravages of a wildfire that killed over a hundred people. I mean, I think what happens is so many politicians are not that good at their jobs. Um, and they're desperate to try to make a connection. And Biden is a liar. I think he lies all the time. And I think he lies a way to try to make himself sound more like the people that he's speaking to, even when his life experience, there's zero in common for them. And I think that's sadly kind of the result of what I would say the Clinton era of empathy. You remember back in the day, like, I feel your pain. Like some presidents are good empathizers and do do a good job of trying to think about what it might be like for other people. I might point out that 
Clinton didn't do that when he was getting his blow job from an intern, but you know, like that's another story. Maybe not the greatest, maybe a little bit of a failure of empathy there. I might, I might submit, um, or maybe not. I don't know. He probably felt that pretty well too. Um, but I, I would say in general that that to me is what Biden's trying to do. He's just really bad at it. Let's get into your book first. So you're out with a new book called American Playbook, a, a guide to winning back the country from the Democrats, which you've been out on the road, uh, you know, going to, to all these book tours and that sort of thing. What does that playbook look like as we as we discuss politics here? I get it that people get uncomfortable, but I think you have to just tell people what you exactly believe. And if you do that, I think that they will give you a large, uh, large space, so to speak, because I think there's a desperate demand for authenticity and it's not being realized in America today. So, like, I have all sorts of flaws. Um, Every politician has all sorts of flaws. Every human has all sorts of flaws. I actually think people tend to like you for your flaws more than they do for your talents. And that sounds strange, but when you really break it down, um, it, it speaks to honestly acknowledging who you are and what you are about on a day-to-day basis. And so we mentioned earlier, to me, a perfect jumping off point is what we talked about earlier, the idea of women in men's sports or men in women's sports. Because right now, you probably don't have to remember this very much, but let's pretend you were back um, in uh, in your days at the University of Tennessee. Uh, you were probably a pretty sorority girl. So you probably didn't have to stand in line that much to get into bars. But as a guy, guys stand in line all the time to get into bars. And a lot of times you eventually get up there and there's a big cover charge. And the analogy that I would make is the cover charge to be a Democrat right now is you have to be willing to admit to a lie, which is the idea that biology is not real. Right? There is a profound difference between boys and girls. Uh, right now, Democrats would argue that when a baby is born, uh, the, that sometimes doctors get the sex of the baby wrong. That doesn't happen. That's a lie. Men are bigger, stronger, and faster than women. That's why sports are separated. It doesn't mean that women are inferior. It just means that the reason why women compete against women and men compete against men is the same reason I coach 12-year-old baseball. Because there is a difference between a 12-year-old baseball player and a 16-year-old baseball player. There is a reason, uh, Lisa, why a 120-pound boxer does not fight against a 220-pound boxer. It's not because one boxer is better than the other one necessarily. It's because the 220-pound boxer would kill the 120-pound boxer. We try to create evenness of competition within the larger rules. Democrats right now, as a condition to be member of their party, require you to say things that are fundamentally untrue. And so that is a jumping-off point in the book uh, where I say, Uh, I think that Republicans are the party now of the First Amendment. We are the party that likes jokes. We are the party that is anti-cancel culture. Uh, We are the party of personal freedom and responsibility uh, that believes in bodily autonomy. And and then I also – and I don't know what your personal opinions are on abortion, but I go head on with abortion. And I think you have to be willing to just tell people exactly what you believe, explain it, own it, and let them make their own determinations. No, I have found myself probably as far right on abortion as you can get these days uh, as I've gotten older. I just think a life is a life. Uh, and so I don't think you can discount that for any reason. But that puts me out of step with, you know, probably the bulk of America. But I'm OK with that. So I, and I appreciate that. And you can have that position. My position would be the way that I break it down in the uh, in the book is the data reflects that 10 percent of people believe that you should be able to have an abortion basically up to the ninth month. 
of pregnancy. I think that's crazy. Okay. Uh, and the data reflects that there are 10% of people who believe that life of the mother, rape, incest, that there should never be an abortion, right? That means 80% of the America is between those two positions. Republicans have to answer for the rape, incest, life of the mother side of the party all the time. Media is on it all the time. I thought Nikki Haley did a good job of illustrating this, and this is certainly what I write in the book. Democrats never get answered about asked about why 38 or 39th week abortions should be permissible. Uh, that to me is the way the conversation has to shift. We can agree or disagree on where exactly the line should be drawn. Every state can make its own determination, thanks to Roe v. Wade being overturned. But I think most people have both pro-life and pro-choice impressions when you give them particular fact patterns. And I don't think our country's politicians address the vast majority of the American population on that issue. I think it's a good example of just say exactly what you believe um, and, uh, and, and, let, and also acknowledge that there's a wide variety of opinions and people can have their own position. But tell them what you believe. I think, again, that desperate craving for authenticity, I don't think the Republican position is the radical one because a wide variety of Republican abortion opinions exist. The Democrat one is the radical one that believes that nine-month uh, abortion should be allowed. Well, I also think that people trust you more if you are willing to take a stand on un- – as long as it's authentic to your point, you're not just manufacturing it. But if you're willing to take the hits for what you believe, I, I think that even people who disagree with you, the position can be won over because they're like, okay, at least respect this person for being honest as opposed to you know, telling you something in a primary and then shifting your position or, or, you know, or whatever it is. No, I think that's true. And I also think like one of the, the issues that I have in general, I, I single issue voters. Um, I, if you are, no matter, in my opinion, what you care about, if you only care about one issue, I think, frankly, you're not spending enough time thinking about issues, right? Like there are so many things I care about and I don't presume that every politician is going to have the same opinion on every single one of them with me. But I think everybody should rank, you know, like these are the four or five things that matter the most to me. And I'm going to try to find the politician that most accurately reflects my overall worldview um, and then go support that person. But the idea of like, you know, I always think about this. I'm sure you've seen it. um, The more radio you've done, the moment that I started doing radio, do you know what one of the first things I got was an email, an email from a listener saying, and I've been doing radio like 15, 16 years, whatever it is now. I will never, ever listen to you again because you said X, right? doesn't matter what the opinion is. Everybody who's ever done audio, especially everybody who's done live radio, it's one of the first things that happens to you in your career. And the first few times you get those emails, like a little bit sobering, you're like, wow, I mean, like, man, that person's never going to come back. And then you know what happens? That person writes you again. And then they write you again. And then they write you again. And every time they're like, I will never listen to you again. You're like, wait a minute. You, you just told me six months ago that you were never going to listen to me again. And here you are listening again. People love to be outraged and love to emotionally react. But upon reflection, most people realize that emotional reactions, while gratifying, aren't actually the best way to govern your life. And so what I find is uh, the more time you spend talking to people, the more rational they get. And sports is a perfect example of that, because as you well know, you know, every time you pick the winner of Alabama Auburn and it's not the side that somebody likes, they want to murder you. So like people are like, oh, you talk about politics now. It must be like somebody's like, no, have you ever picked in the uh, the Alabama Auburn, the Iron Bowl or Ohio State, Michigan or Boston Red Sox against the Yankees? Like it's just a tribe and the tribe is angry if you're not on the tribe side. But you can't really get that worked up about it because 
ultimately, I can't control what somebody else thinks about my opinion. That's not my job. Yeah, I had to learn the hard way at the LSU game. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky to be alive. I really am. LSU fans are crazy. Uh, except for that one guy that uh, you gave the tickets to. He was amazing at a side. Do you remember the LSU fan who teabagged the uh, – no, so that was an Alabama fan who teabagged the LSU fan. Do you remember that story? No. After Alabama beat LSU in the national championship game, I want to say this was like 2012. I'm sure you've been out on Bourbon Street at some point, right? Uh, yes. Oh, wait, no, I okay, haven't, so actually. Like a, no, I'm not. Really? Yeah. We Bourbon oh Street goodness. is... Well, uh, in, in, in New Orleans, yeah, like no, the main been. drag. And I've never been. I can't believe you went to an SEC school and you haven't been out on Bourbon Street. Um, so Bourbon Street, like wild, crazy. It's all Alabama LSU fans. So Alabama wins the national championship game. There is a monster, I think it's still there, a monster crystals. I bet you've been to crystal before if you went to UT. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. Uh, so I think that it's still there. It's like the world's biggest crystal. Um, and they're open like 24 hours and everybody gets drunk on hurricanes and, you know, like at 4 AM you can go get as many crystal burgers or crystal chicks or whatever you want. Um, and this Alabama fan, uh, this, this LSU fan passes out. Um, and this Alabama fan decides with massive crowds there to put his balls on top of this guy's head. Um, while he's passed out and, uh, and it turns into a major criminal investigation and everything else. And my point is maybe you got off easy, uh, given that you just almost got in a fight with an LSU girl. I got very lucky cause I didn't think that it would escalate like that. I, th I was just like, um, oh, you know, like whatever Tennessee is the best, you know, like just stupid yeah. stuff. And she like, you know turned it she up she was a, a Cajun tomcat she was yeah crazy. i was like oh, just kidding take it back uh <laughs> all right so where can people find you're on the road with the book where can people are, are you still on the road can people find you out on tour i'll probably be on the road quite a bit this fall uh for games um but the book is up at amazon american playbook i think they'll enjoy it look the goal was to write a easy engaging fun read that you know, it's not I don't think it's going to revolutionize the uh, the field of political science or anything, but I do think it'll be entertaining. I think it makes an argument for how to win a landslide victory and just the power of logic uh, triumphing over what is very often an emotional environment for our country. I feel like everybody's kind of like a 14 or 15 year old adolescent at times right now. Um, and while that can be fun, everybody remembers that you typically as a teenager make a lot of stupid decisions. And I think that's kind of the way our country is behaving right now. I think that's a good way to summarize it. Uh, Clay Travis, American Playbook. Always good to talk to you, my friend. I appreciate you making time. No doubt. Have a good uh, Labor Day and go Vols. Yes, go Vols. That was Clay Travis out with his new book, American Playbook. Go check it out. Appreciate him making the time. Appreciate you guys for listening every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank John Cassio for putting the show together. Until next time. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and 
He said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.